When I was a child, I always looked forward to Christmas for obvious reasons, gifts. I'm pretty shallow that way. In fact, my love language are gifts. If you want to get me something to communicate to me that you love me, get me a gift. I don't need quality time. I don't need words of affirmation. I don't need any of that stuff. I just like a good gift. And the beauty of that is that when Christmas, when I was a kid, and I'm going to date myself here, okay, is that I knew Christmas was coming, and one of the reasons why I would know Christmas was coming was because I would receive in the mail the toy catalog. Do you remember that toy catalog? It was one of the, the few toy catalogs, or actually one of the few catalogs to speak of that was in full color, and it was just filled with any sort of toys that any child could ever want. And I would take that toy catalog and I would go through it page by page by page and I would circle the toys that I would want or I would dog ear the page because there was just so many toys on that page. I just thought, well, I'm not going to circle all of them. I'm just going to just dog ear the page. And these are the things that I would want for Christmas. I loved that catalog. I love that catalog. Sometimes I'd even go to the point of actually cutting the, the, the picture of the toys out so that I could, you know, show them to my parents, to my grandparents or whatever, say, this is really what I want for Christmas kind of thing. I love that. I would pour over that catalog regardless if even if I already had all the gifts marked or anything else, I would go back through it just to make sure, did I have it all marked clearly, double, triple check to make sure I had the gifts that I truly wanted. I loved that gift catalog. And I knew that Christmas was coming because of that catalog would arrive in the mail. And I got really, really excited about it. But here's the problem that I, I don't know, maybe you had the same problem. Is that, and this is where sometimes my thinking isn't always straight, okay? And I admit that. Is that oftentimes, I would find that I am somewhat more excited about that catalog than actually getting the gifts because sometimes the gifts didn't match always what was in that catalog or they weren't the same or whatever else. But sometimes I would miss the point that that catalog wasn't the gift. The catalog was simply to say gifts may be coming. Gifts may be coming. Perhaps as a follower of Christ as we come to Christmas... We spend a lot of our time anticipating the coming of Jesus Christ. We anticipate his coming. We hear about it in church throughout the, the year. We get excited about that. We, ha we have its anticipation. And then when it finally happens, when we actually finally celebrate Jesus' coming, what we can maybe sometimes forget is that Jesus is the gift, not the Bible. The Bible is the catalog. Jesus is the gift. Jesus is the gift. And, and sometimes we get a little enamored with the catalog. Amen? Have you read the catalog? How many times do you spend in the catalog? How many uh, are, you, are you daily in that catalog? Are you marking up your catalog? right? Circling the words, highlighting it, all that kind of stuff. I love to mark up my Bible, Bibles, 
I'm a pastor. I collect them. Whole stack of them. I got a whole stack of catalogs. You know what? It, it can be so easy for us to read the Bible and miss the gift. I have a dog. I don't say that gloatingly. <laughs> but whenever, some do- at times a dog is very useful. Oh, I spilled something on the floor. I don't want to clean it up. <laughs> Call the dog over. Now, here's the interesting thing. I want to point and say, there, clean up there. Where's the dog looking? At my finger. Not at where I want him to clean up. Sometimes we can get that a little mixed up ourselves when we look at the catalog, i.e. the Bible, and forget where the Bible is pointing to, and that is Jesus Christ. Here's the other thing when it comes to the idea of the gift of Jesus Christ is that sometimes I think, and I know for me, is that I can oftentimes anticipate the fact that gift is still coming, right? That the gift hasn't yet arrived And it's still coming, and I'm still waiting for that gift. Let me read for you a little bit of Isaiah chapter 9. We already heard this passage this evening, but I want to read it again because I love how kind of the scriptures indicate this kind of idea of the gift is coming, has already come, is here, all this kind of stuff wrapped up in these four verses that I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 9. And it says the following, Nevertheless... There will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on david's throne and over his kingdom establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness And from that time on forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Did you catch in those four verses the kind of tenses that were involved there? Is, has, will. Is, has, will. Right? It almost can make us seem like that. Oh, you know what? Yeah, Jesus is coming. Hang on. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Jesus is coming. It's going to be, how many of us have said that? How many of us have heard that? That we have, you know, if you think it's, it's bad now, but it's going to be okay. Jesus is coming. And, and, and that's partly true. Jesus will come again, but you know what? We need to understand something about the birth of Jesus as we are celebrating that this evening, is that Jesus has come already And more importantly, as the Hebrew verbs in this passage, which I'm not going to dive into, you're welcome, (laughs) is here now. The wonderful things that Isaiah 9 talks about have already happened, will happen, and most importantly, are happening now. 
The gift that Isaiah shares and illuminates for us in these pages that he wrote and these verses that he penned is the fact that Jesus will and is already establishing his rule. That's what it means. The government will rest on his shoulders. All of those things, those wonderful titles that Isaiah assigns to to Jesus Christ, that's already taking place. He is already here. He is not absent. And my hope for all of us this Christmas season is that we don't interpret our evening of being together, celebrating his birth as a past tense event, that Jesus has come and that Jesus will come again. No, let us not forget the most important part of this. Jesus is here now. He is here now. The song we sang at the beginning of the service this evening, Joy to the World, I want to burst your bubble was not penned as a Christmas hymn. It's based on Psalm 98. The author, Isaac Watts, had no intention of this being a Christmas hymn, but it became a Christmas hymn, and that's a wonderful Christmas hymn. But we struggle with one line in that hymn. Joy to the world, the Lord, what? Has, is. There it is. That's the struggle. What's the proper phrase? The Lord is come. Yeah, that doesn't make grammatical sense, Dan. I didn't write it. (laughs) Isaac Watts did in the 18th century. And in that time, it's a little bit of old English, but how we would interpret that in that time is simply this. One could say, well, maybe he was indicating that Christ will come again, possibly, yes. But more importantly, perhaps what that word means grammatically in those days, is that Jesus is already here, period. The Lord is come. The Lord has not come. The Lord is not coming. The Lord is come. He is here now. He is here now. So the proper way to sing joy to the world, the Lord is come, declaring he is here now. The gift that we receive as we celebrate this evening is not a gift of the future and it's not a gift of the past. It's a gift of the present. And so this evening, as we have gathered here, I want us to hopefully remember and think about that reality. The Lord is come. The Lord is come. The Lord is come. We say the same thing six months from now, perhaps a little bit sooner, for Easter. He is risen. Not he has risen. He is present. It's happening now. The gift of Jesus Christ is a gift now, not for later and not for the past, now. And my hope and my prayer for all of us this evening is that we would embrace that gift of Jesus Christ. Because all the gifts that Jesus brings, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, and so much more, 
is not available to us in the future. We don't look at each other and say to our spouse and say to our kids and say to our friends, I know I'm not a very good person now, but just you wait. Just you wait. I'm going to get so much better. No, we can get better now. These gifts are available to us now. And so my hope and my prayer is that we would embrace the gift of Jesus Christ now because he is here he is here many of us may be walking in the darkness he is here great light will shine many of us may be wandering maybe just still trying to figure stuff out from the years that we have been out of pandemic and otherwise trying to still get some sort of stability, some sort of normality, some sort of hope that things will get better. They are. And they will continue to do so. Maybe we are in a situation where we have a loved one and we just can't seem to reach that person. Jesus can. And he will. And he's already doing it. The work that happened is continuing to happen and will be completed. And so you see the gift of Christmas is a gift of the present. And I hope this Christmas Eve we can remember that. We can remember that. It's a gift we can use and receive and actually live in today. A child born in a manger, present with us right now. That's the gift that can change the world. And not only that, is changing the world. One absolute single heart at a time. Amen? Pray with me, please. Father, as we are here this evening to worship you, to honor you. Jesus, we sometimes may have mistaken your arrival as something that has taken place over 2,000 years ago and has, in many ways, maybe little relevancy for us today. And we are just simply waiting for you to come again. Jesus, I pray that you would affirm in our hearts, in our spirits, in our minds that you are here now and that the work you are doing isn't a work that is just for the future, but it is a work right now in each of our hearts, Jesus. Father, I pray for every single one of us here. Jesus, we know that you are reaching out to us. That is why you came. And I pray, Jesus, that we will recognize you calling us to come back to you. Stop wandering. To come and embrace you once again, Jesus. I pray that we would fully accept your presence now. It is why we have gathered here this evening, Jesus. It's why we have hope for what is yet to come. And it is why, Jesus, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords wonderful counselor, 
Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your holy and precious name we pray.